Welcome back to Comfy Nomad's Travel Tribe. I'm the Comfy Nomad, and I have conversations with people I meet throughout my world travels. And today's episode is going to be a little different. I'm bringing back Robin from the Cortona Center for Photography and the Third Eye Photo Workshops to talk about me, actually. <laughs> and me is really being a photo exhibit that I just published, my very first one, thanks in great part to her wonderful mentorship. So, hey, Robin, welcome back. Hi. So happy to be here. Yes. And we want to add this to the exhibit that is online at comfynomad.com and just talk a little bit about how this even came to be. And in a way, it's just reflecting on the process for me and hearing your thoughts about how you see this as someone who has been an artist your entire life and the way you look at things versus me who didn't really get into art until recently recently being like the last 10 to 15 years. Well, you've always had an artistic soul and you've been able to see creatively. And what this series of images tells us about you is really that, that whole process. It's something where we look at your images and we're able to see the real you. And part of it was you had to really allow that to happen. You had to unveil yourself. And that can be a very scary thing. And it's been truly an honor to, to work with you through this process and to know you for so long and to see the transformation. But I will say that all of these images have that same spark that you've always had. And that's why it's the real you that shows, I think, that really shines through the images. So very, very well done on this huge uh, accomplishment. Well, thank you. And, you know, I never think about photography like that. I see it as just a window into the world or something I'm seeing or noticing at the moment. It's just so innate and very quick that I look out the window or I look in front of me or I turn around and look behind me. Like some of the first images that are on the page, I happened to turn around on this empty plane and then I saw dogs snoozing between the cracks of the seats yeah. in my row. And I thought, oh, I need to take a picture of this somehow. And then it was just with my phone zoomed in. That's kind of how I felt because it was at the end of a bunch of flight delays. We were all tired. It's like, ah, oh, we're finally going. You so... understand that. You understand the moment when we look at that image and when we look at all of the images on your beautiful gallery page, we are standing in your shoes. We are seeing it from your point of view. You are giving us the honor of seeing what was your experience. Oh, okay. So that's what happens when you look at, when someone else looks at these photos, it's like you're experiencing my world. Yes, that you have allowed us to, to come into. <laughs> right, snapshots and moments. But these it's... are, I have to correct you there, these are not snapshots because even though they were taken in the moment or they had the sort of, you know, off the cuff kind of feeling each one of these images. And when people go to your gallery and they experience this for themselves, they will see that each one is this tight little jewel of composition. There's nothing mm. in the perfect square. You've chosen the square as your perfect format. And when you look at that square, 
every shape that's contained within it is compositionally harmonized. It's your intention. Beautiful shapes curve off to the corner points. There are uh, repetitions of forms that repeat throughout the images. They're colors. There's a simplicity to them that lets you really feast your eyes when you when you look at each one. You look at the composition and you just go, ah. Oh. I guess I don't I don't see it. Maybe because I took the picture and I or I made the picture. That's something we've talked about in a past episode. We we make the photo. Everything that's in that square, you allowed it to be in there. Everything that you did not want in there, whether it be a shape or a color or any kind of object that didn't fit in with everything else in the square, you consciously cropped it out. That's and, true. Well, there was not cropped, but composed it out as you were taking the photograph. Right. And then there was, you know, cropping to fit it into a square format because almost none of these pictures were taken in that format. And I think this was also an interesting experiment, a very long-term one, because the first pass to find these images were all on my original Instagram account from 2010 until last year, 2019. My Instagram was not is not like what influencers do because I started with Instagram when it first came out and it was definitely more for photographers back in the day. And yes. I just used it as a replacement for Facebook. I used to share my images on Facebook but I had gotten off the platform. And in a way, I, in a way you were doing it for yourself. Yes. Travel diary. It was. And it also, because Facebook makes it easy to just dump a hundred pictures in a gallery. Instagram does not. You actually have to put, post the photo and post a caption and you can't just like boom, 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 just keep putting photos everywhere. So for me, it was a wonderful exercise and make it count. Like, if I'm going to put something in my feed, what is it going to look like? So 1,200 photos <laughs> and 10 years later, mostly of travel, I went through, and now that Instagram has an archive feature, I archived everything except photos that were from airports, air, from airplanes, and that was about 250 photos that were left, which is still <laughs> a lot. But since I had had training and workshops in learning how to cull, it became a natural process to see what images fit together. Most of these are in chronological order, although we found other images later and inserted them in, in certain areas. Once you discovered what you were really doing, which was all about being in the moment, the color, the composition, then you started to see other images that fit together. So when people look at your beautiful gallery page, what they will see is a group of very strong images. Each one is as strong as the next. Each one has a wonderful caption that lets them into the moment of what was really going on. They fit together. Each one is in flow with the next image, which is in flow to the next image. And when people look at that, they go, ah, and they, they see consistency in design and colors that, that tend to repeat that are so beautiful in all of it, the, the meaning and by subject. Yes, it is all about your experience with flight. And when I first met you, that was something that you were talking about back then, about how you love to be up in the air, how you were most relaxed when you were traveling. 
It's true. I've only been on one flight this year and I enjoyed it. There was a giddiness about it. I was on a brand new airplane type. It had these long oval windows and there was so much to play with in terms of photography, in terms of just being back up in the air. But I also realized that being up in the air sometimes led to too much of an escape. So I've been actually very grateful for this time on the ground. I don't feel like I necessarily need to be up in the air all of the time because I used to fly a lot. And, you know, I understand those things come in waves. But looking at these photos in particular, just reflecting back, because it wasn't just me flying on a plane to go somewhere. I was a courier. So some of the pictures were of me waiting to pick up air cargo, which is not something that's very, I would say, typical. I mean, and even one picture was not at an airport. It was my interpretation of someone... I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt, former first lady, and her suitcase that she carried everywhere. Oh yeah, I love right. That, that wasn't that wasn't even at an airport. <laughs> that was so far away from any airport. And another picture of me being on the ground, looking up after I'd missed a flight. I went to a nearby trail and watched the planes go overhead. And then there's another picture of my nomadic essentials for all seasons that. These are the items that I would take with me when I'm as a full-time traveler. The eye shades, the earplugs, the ski cap, the gloves, and the flip-flops, because you just never know where you're going to wind up. So that's true. Not all of these, looking at these now, not all of these were on an airplane or at an airport, but they fit the theme. It's a very tight series. And I think as photographers, when we start looking back at our work, We say, oh, this was a great shot. That was a lucky shot. This was one of my favorites. But when you put them together, they don't fit. They're all over the place. There's no cohesion. It could be three different images taken by three different people. Mm -hmm. But in this gallery, this is all about your travel experience. And you have owned each image. Each one is as strong as the next. And it flows in such a beautiful unfurling, I would call it, a flow from one image to the next. And I would really encourage people to check this out. The other thing I wanted to say is it's the perfect time for us to think about these travel moments that you experienced because now is a time when people are not traveling mm-hmm. as much and not as carefree. And all of these images have this uh, enjoyment. And even finding moments to pause. I mean, that was the biggest thing was that even in fran- what seemingly frantic moments with flight delays and other things, these photos exude a certain sense of peace. It's almost like frozen in time has a timelessness about it. Yeah. Especially I think of the ramp workers, the ones holding the lights, guiding the planes around looking at those things feel very frozen in that moment of it's not frantic we're on our way for example i really enjoyed noticing that and again having this extended time to really ponder what goes where was fascinating too because this body of work again took seven to eight years this is seven to eight years worth of photos taken as far away as it looks like japan amsterdam salt lake city 
Atlanta, Switzerland, Minneapolis. Yeah, it's pretty much all over. What really was interesting was first getting these photos into the to a good format. And the website I was using is called Salon. It's tricky because on mobile, the photos are just going to be one after the other with the caption on them. On the desktop, the ideal way to look at was three across. And depending on how far you stretch your browser window, it could be two across or four across. And that was something I think we were discussing a lot. And at one point it was like, okay, you know what, let's just let it go. People are going to see it in these different formats and accept that. So I guess that's a big difference than say putting this in a static space like a museum where I could have total control of where the images are placed, for example. In your experience, I mean, how common is this to do what I just did, which is like, except that the format's going to flow and change and shift based on how someone's viewing this? For me, it's, it's both ways. I mean, the way that we see it most typically when I open it, I see it as the three across. And I think that was sort of your visual exercise. But in other formats, it works as well because each image has something in it that carries you over into the next image. There's at the bottom there's that wonderful empty baggage carousel and then it flows over into the next one at that beautiful almost abstraction of the escalator steps and then that flows into the lines into the next image so which is an escalator as well and that one you actually have to on a mobile viewing it will not show it as a square it will show it more as a as a portrait and that's someone going down an escalator waving goodbye Yes. So that was also something too, because I know at one point you had wanted me to make sure everything was in perfectly square format, which it shows on a desktop gallery view, but certain photos when you, you know, actually tap on it or click on it, it might not be, it might be a landscape, it might be a portrait. But then when we looked at them close up, it's like, oh, that's okay. It Just, works. But it worked. Yeah. Nothing got through that did not work in all formats. <laughs> right. So, you know, after we kind of, we got the first round of the photo placement in, there was about 43. What? 44. They're 44. 44 now. Then putting in captions for each one. And I see this when I go to museums. I just see often they're titled and that's it. This felt very different where it gives a little more context. It invites the viewer to think about a situation because sometimes there are questions that were posed. And that was a real challenge. I mean, that took hours and hours and multiple sessions. And as we went along, it turned out, oh, okay, this photo doesn't really fit. And this photo doesn't fit. Or this photo could go over here. Then at one point, I opened up Aperture, where I have 80,000 photos from <laughs> 20 years, and pulled out everything that was keyworded airport, airplane. And we found a few other gems that we're just like, okay, these yeah, need to go yeah. in. They that fit. Was very exciting. Yeah, because you caught one as I was just scrolling through so fast. And you're like, no, wait, wait, go back. And that wound up fitting in. I would have never thought about using it. It's technically it was sort of like blown out because I was facing a window. It, this is where I was sitting on the floor of the Amsterdam airport. Long flight delay. There was no other place to sit. And I just happened to be snapping photos and the flight crew, some flight attendants walked by and that moment where the perfect moment, I would say. Yeah. And you noticed that. And I thought, wow. And so with some touching up, 
changing the highlights, the bright parts and the shadows, the dark parts of the photo. We tweak the mood enough that it's very stunning. You know, the more I look at it, the more I go, wow. And two photos before that was me sitting at a spa or like a little massage kiosk at the Salt Lake City Airport waiting for a massage. And just there's somebody rushing by, but then there's an, a massage therapist working on someone. And it all just flows. The people walking from left to right. I it didn't was... realize those were all at the same time, but I can see that. And it, I like how you arranged it where there's a flow where in the placing of them within the gallery, they're almost sort of bookends to each other. And I, I realize that more now looking at it now. And I think that's the interesting part. A lot of this was not overthinking at a conscious level. Like, do I put this here? You know, and what are the consequences? And let's talk out putting this here. It was more like this series of those three photos in that row that just, it's right. Well, you really embrace that exercise. You know, that's something that I try to get my students to do to really step out of themselves and look at their work as if they're seeing it for the first time, as if they're not really themselves, but they're the viewer that doesn't know anything, as if yes. they're seeing that image for the first time. And that's very hard to do, whether we really do it or not fully, you know, I don't know. But you've really embraced that exercise and you did it perfectly and you executed it. The other thing I wanted to compliment you on was the captions because they're very short. They're very pithy. They tell the new viewer to your work exactly what they need to know, no more, no less. The shortness gives it power. And that was really, it took a while to get into that groove. And what helped here too was that you don't fly that often. You're not like me where I, I was so immersed in flying and getting to know people work in an airport and I volunteer at an airport. I just spent so much time there that your questions about things and your very fresh beginner's mind helped me tremendously to go, aha, uh -huh. there has to be just enough context there has to be enough, like there's one, um, I called it one airport, many directions. It shows an ANA plane going in one direction and it shows the person who's, you know, taking our plane out, walking in another. It's actually a play on one mountain, many paths. When I was talking to a pastor in a different faith and I had remembered seeing a book like that, that there's one destination you know, the top of the mountain, but there's many ways to get there to oh. achieve spiritual enlightenment. And so that was a play on it, actually, that there's lots of things that are going on in an airport going on in all directions. But that, I don't know, that's what came up to me when I wrote that. But then the next one right after that, where I said I was once on a flight where the pilots pointed out their favorite fishing spot, how similar are stories told from the ground? This was late night in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm right above where the baggage handlers are loading your luggage on the plane. And this guy looked like he kept holding out his hands in a way that looked like I caught a fish this big. Oh. It's almost like there's these two older men just spinning a yarn, right? They were just telling a story and talking. And after all, I have to take a picture of this because it was so clear that they were just living their lives and telling a story even in the most unlikely of places a real moment yeah yeah and there were many real moments at an airport because an airport is in a way a reflection of all of us it's a 
place of transition. It's a gathering spot. There's a lot that actually goes on. They really are the equivalent of small cities. That beautiful symbolism comes through in your shots as well. Very, yeah. very well done. Thanks. And, you know, I guess the last thing is the artist statement. Apparently, after this was all done, it's like, okay, you were like, it's time to write an artist statement. The moment of truth. <laughs> <laughs> and I've read some really intense, long artist statements, this and that. But then I thought, you know what? It needs to be as simple as the captions. The captions were short, yes, very to the point. Yeah. And I decided I got myself into a little bit of a meditative state. And I wrote very simply. And I was surprised at what came out. Very surprised to the point of, I'm just going to publish it as is which was a conversation I had when I was 16 that was all about needing to become more optimistic in the most unlikely of places <laughs> where people are usually stressed, rushing around. I found ways, I found those moments of optimism and serenity and yes, thoughtfulness. Yeah. I had no idea that was gonna come out. <laughs> And with an artist statement, which again, I think after reading all these articles about how to do an artist statement, I was getting too much into thinking mode and not just looking at the images and feeling, what is this all trying to tell me? And that's, that story came up. Yeah. As you unveil yourself, which is a very hard thing to do, it can be very painful because it's so personal. That persona of you really comes through in the artist statement, which is also very unexpected. It's not the typical artist statement that <laughs> uses the same words that you always see in a gallery. It lets us know who you are. Which you really were trying to emphasize here, which is this is a stranger that's peeking into my world. What do I want to share of my world with someone I don't know? And really it's a life between worlds, as you pointed out, which is the intro to the gallery. Because really, when you're in the air, you are between worlds. You've left your origin. You're not yet at your destination. I don't know. I guess that's why I enjoyed traveling so much. Because without all of the interruptions of daily life, with all of the clutter, the physical clutter of stuff around us, it's just me and my suitcase and a backpack. I stripped away all of the non-essentials and could be really, really, truly be in the moment. This year was taking those moments and learning how to apply it to being on the ground. And it was a great time for you to do this project. And each image lets us be there in that space with you. It will be interesting to see now that I have an understanding of how to put together a gallery, what my next one will be, because I have taken photos of so many things and they're all keyworded. So I guess now I understand the process. I, is it the same roughly for, you've done so many exhibits. Is it roughly the same of reviewing your work or do, are you usually handed a theme to it work can from? It different ways. Um, the galleries that I have worked with over and over again have let me do my own thing, which I really appreciate. But when I go to them, I have everything together. And mm -hmm. all of the images fit together. I have my artist statement. I have everything easily accessible for them to hang, to put out their promotional materials about the exhibition. But every time, whether I'm giving a talk or showing my work in a gallery, 
there is that moment of truth where you're standing right before the opening that you feel that moment of terror, no matter how many times that you do it, that you are indeed bearing your soul to the public. You never really get over that. And I appreciate your process and you let your personality shine through here. Every student I work with is different, but there's always that moment of truth where am I going to step over and put out the images for those to see that really show my true persona, my true inner self. You know, what advice would you give for anyone who wants to take photos with that showing yourself? Is that just a different feeling rather than, ooh, I'm going to aim the phone, my phone at something pretty and hit snap? There is a moment where you know that this photo is the photograph that only you can take, that it shows something about yourself. It can be beautiful. It can be you know, light and airy. It can be darker and heavier. When you realize that you're taking the photographs that only you can take, that you're really owning, that are your own creation from your own deepest state, that's when you become a real photographer. That's when you become a real artist. So it's really just a matter of a bit of self-confidence, a bit of groundedness of this is who I am and my photos are going to express who I am. I still like the invitation into, into my world because I used to be a writer and I would write pages and pages and pages of stuff, but I find that just a couple of photographs in this way says so much more about me than 10 pages of writing, which is very fascinating. So and people don't sit down and read these long things anymore either. No, they don't. They want to see the image and they want the short caption and you're boiling it down. You know, it's like you're, you know, you're boiling yeah. it down, boiling it down to this refinement of what your message really is. And it gives it to people in a very accessible way. What yeah. I would invite you to do next is to look for opportunities to exhibit the work and also to become comfortable talking about it, which you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. But we do a second Saturday photo party through the third eye photo workshops. We're not meeting a person doing the workshops right now. We're doing it online. I think it would be a wonderful opportunity for you to present this work to other photographers. That's a very, very sympathetic group. And it's a forum for people to show their deeper work. And people are coming forward with work that they've never shown before. They're like, oh, well, you know, I did all these photographs that are correct. They're the right exposures. They're the classic landscapes that other people have done. So I did it correctly, but mm. they're not really their soul level images. They're the images that they've seen outside of themselves that they're trying to match to. Ah. I've created that as a forum where people can show their secret work that they really feel a deep, deep connection to, but they're not showing it because they haven't seen it before out in the world. Well, that's the reason that people are going to be interested in seeing it. That's the persona that we're starved for, I think, when we look at photography. So people have come forward with the beginnings of the work that you've done. And I want that to be a very supportive place where we can talk about it. So I would invite you to be a guest. That sounds like fun. And that would also give me a chance to formulate, let's say I had to give a talk, a little talk. How would I introduce this? What would I say? Maybe I just start with the story of my artist statement. 
you know, maybe I say something else. And it's true, a lot of these photos are not compositionally perfect. They're not necessarily technically perfect either. The perfectionist in me struggled with that for about two seconds. <laughs> because as I've mentioned in other podcasts, I've always approached photography from the complete opposite of my writing, of my other work, where I needed to get everything perfect. This was more of, this is what I'm seeing. I need to capture the essence of that. So I guess I've been lucky. I must have had a leg up <laughs> on some of that because I can look at some of these photos and go, oh, you know, that window had yeah, grime yeah, and smear on it. And I'm like, I'm no. Looking, I'm looking and each one of these has an artistic composition that sings. There's nothing jarring or out of place. There's a harmony to all of them. So I think you need to accept that. that these are compositionally very, very well done. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, I guess some of them I just think about like exposure and other things, but, and maybe the, we even did that. We even looked at some of the photos um, and how... A, I think there's a technical voice that's kicking in that happens with all photographers is that there's something technically that I'm, that I don't get. But none of these that's true. Good. When I look at it, I certainly, I certainly have more of a certain style because these were all taken with natural light and natural lighting conditions. Very few things were, other than some, some filters and things, very few things were staged. I don't think anything was staged except for the nomadic essentials for all seasons. And I had just, I actually threw all that out as something for my travel blog to just remind myself, yeah, these are the things I always carry with me. But that also shows a little bit of me and how I've managed to travel the world with quote unquote so little. I would even go so far as to call it a self-portrait. That's true, because I did set it up with the hat, the eye shades, the eyes, the hand, you know, there was like a hand. So that was pretty funny. Well, thank you, Robin. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me about this exhibit and some of the thought processes that went behind putting this together. We don't have a title for it, which I know is not terribly common, but yeah. I don't think because it would give you an expectation and stepping yes. into the images, you totally see what it's all about. You immediately understand. Right. And there's just a beauty in that simplicity. I think a title kind of trying to define something that's so magical is very hard. Right. Well, at some point, I'm probably going to have to give it some sort of introduction, but cross that bridge when we get there. Thank you so much. And Thank you for talking with me, you know, this is my favorite thing to do to talk yeah. about our photography. And also, there's a real moment of celebration here with the completion of this wonderful body of work that you've achieved. So, congratulations to you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it does feel like an immense sense of satisfaction to have this <laughs> complete, for sure.